am so grateful to have finally met Mike Semple Jr. His work through the Talent Magnet Institute is so, so aligned with the drop-in CEO brand where, you know, we are so good at our craft, but there is no management school, no leadership school for most of us. While we move through our career, we do the hard work. We are great at our craft, but when it comes to the soft skills, which are really the hard skills, Unless you have a great boss or a great infrastructure, they are really hard to learn, whether it's communication, negotiation, influence. The work that Mike and his team does is so important. This interview is so full of great insights. It is really the reason why I do what I do by providing you this podcast, my book, The CEO's Compass, my new drop-in collective. It's the support system you need, I believe, so you don't have to struggle as much and spend more time doing the things that you enjoy. So I sincerely appreciate and thank you in advance for being with me on this journey, as well as with Mike Sibble Jr. You're going to love, love this interview. Leadership is a journey and no one should have to walk it alone. Everybody listening knows we all got here because someone invested in us, someone equipped us, someone coached us. But why do you usually stumble into failure of leading someone or leading a team where you say, oh, there's got to be another way? It's because there's not a management school. There's not a place that people go to actually learn how to lead and navigate communications and listening skills and problem solving and creating collaboration. And what do you do when it doesn't exist? We want to institute new leadership skills, the harder skills, which usually are the softer things to help elevate teams. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I'm Deb Cobiello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I want to thank you for joining us again on another episode of the podcast where I bring amazing leaders to share their insights and maybe inspiration with you. And if you love this episode, and I know you will, please subscribe, rate, review. We love downloads. We love the praise so that we can continue to bring you great programming. And just know, a note from myself, I love helping the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow navigate their challenges with confidence. And today, I am honored to have with me Mike Sippel, Jr., Mike is the co-founder and CEO of the Talent Magnet Institute and hosts the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, which has been downloaded many, many, many times in over 80 countries. And the podcast, it tackles top-of-mind issues faced by leaders daily for optimizing teams, building inclusive and equitable cultures, and empowering others. And oh my, that is so aligned with what I'm doing. But I will also share He's an accomplished author of Leadership Forum, Best Practices to Lead and Influence, and he's just an amazing content creator. And the thing that really brought me to Mike that I really love about his mission is that it's all about unlocking human potential 
And because of that, he is sought after by many organizations, affiliations, and influencers to inspire others to take action along this mission. Mike, it is my pleasure to welcome you onto the show. Deb, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, I'm honored, one, by your gracious introduction and the opportunity to be with you and your audience today. But Mike, thank you so much. You are so accomplished. There is so much to share, but I won't steal your thunder. We are going to have you share a little bit about your story. But just for my listeners, you know, just so you know, I have been circling Mike for some time. He and the Institute and all the people that support the organization are so similar to the purposeful work that I am doing today to help you struggle less and gain the confidence to navigate those challenges, regardless of where you're at in your career. So I realized I had to co-create. I had to interview him and bring his insights to you. So Mike, for my listeners, share a little bit about yourself personally, as well as the work that you've come to do now. Sure. So Deb, I started uh, working in my family's executive search firm, really to put myself through school. So, you know, the opportunity to, to make money, to be able to afford my car, tuition, all these things. And I also, at that time, my girlfriend was doing the same. So she was working in our family business to put herself through to get her psychology degree. I was working on turf grass and landscape management, which is actually my training, and really fell in love with what my parents did. I fell in love with the ability to serve leadership, like to serve people, specifically working with leadership teams, like designing future states hearing what could be and helping teams get there, working with companies of all different nationalities, all types of different industries, different sizes. So it really piqued my interest. Like, wow, this executive search stuff is really powerful. It's cool. It's new. Many of the reasons why I wanted to go into turf grass and landscape management, you know, you design a future state. And my girlfriend at the time is now my wife of 18 years. And she is also on the board of directors of our search firm now. About eight years ago, our board for our search firm was really pushing my dad and I to think bigger and to do, you know, all of these clients from 30 now, I think over 30 different countries that we've worked with, 30 different nationalities, helping them build leadership teams. Our search firm got really good at like, what's the next step? So once you find the leader, how do you integrate, onboard, invest in and develop and bring the teams together to help that leader be retained, right? That it's a good experience. Our board really encouraged us to take that mindset and, you know, change the world. So we launched Talent Magnet Institute. My dad is my co-founder and, you know, my dad is still as active as he wants to be, but, you know, ultimately is in a, you know, somewhat of a retired state at this point and just thinking big, you know, big strategic questions that he presents to us. So spent 20 years in the executive search firm four years ago. You know, I like to say like I, instead of 20 years in and kind of sailing, I decided to launch a startup. So talk about liking to move cheese and disrupt things. That's kind of the the state that I'm in. I do have three amazing children. 15, 12, and 11. And I love cycling. I love Peloton. I love working out. I like road biking. And, you know, so that's the, some of my hobbies, what I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So that's kind of who we are. Our, you know, our content 
strategy really was created by people asking us like if there were a way to capture the kind of strategic and engaging discussions that you have with leaders from all different walks of life and all different experiences imagine the power of putting that out into the world and what people would learn from it so that's really what inspired us to launch our podcast again back in 2018 so yeah, so that's just a, a brief introduction. Amazing. And I think we have so many things in parallel. We were talking about our kids. I've got three kids behind that. But, you know, I'm curious, though, you have now like these two businesses, one well-established, one eight years in, still a baby, working with family. I'm curious, how has that worked for you? And and what have been the good things and what have been maybe some of the challenges? Yeah, so I have an advantage and it's almost an unfair advantage that our business supports family and privately held businesses all over the world. So we've seen all of the challenges that are real and that are complicated and that are messy. I have a father who's a study of getting family business and relationships right, as is my mom. So, you know, we had a mentor well before our transition. We had a coach. We had like this advisory board that was formed around us to help us with the transition. We did a lot of assessments to compare the differences between, you know, mom and dad's leadership and my style and approach and a lot of work on our communication skills and how we're going to manage conflict and how we're going to deal with the, you know, the proverbial white elephant in the room. We had coaches who brought that experience to us. So we kind of used our own medicine, right? I mean, we do this for others. We need to get this right. And as my dad has always said, I, Michael, I can always replace a business partner. I can't replace a son. And unfortunately, we have seen many businesses and families go sideways and away from each other because the business became more important than the the father, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, you know, relationship. So we, we've talked a lot, Deb, over the years about like, we want family businesses to talk more than just at Thanksgiving. We want families to acknowledge the fact that your business is not your child and your business is there to serve your family and you're putting your blood, sweat and tears in it. But at the end of the day, you have your own you are you, you're not your job title, right? And there's so much personality and self that gets absorbed by business, especially family business. It's so hard, complicated and complex. I'm just very grateful that I have a mom and dad that allow me to lead our family business into the next generation. You know, they always share their perspective if asked, which is a key delineation. And they don't always agree with decisions that I take and things that I decide to do, but they support me regardless. And they're here. And if it, you know, hey, if it is a mistake, we deal with it. If it's success, we celebrate. And then the other thing that we did, Deb, prior to me taking over as president, now I'm CEO, but prior to me taking over as president, going through the transition, that was when we made the big announcement was when I took over as president, day-to-day operations. You know, my dad and I learned we really need to put the team in place that I need to lead the family business forward. So we worked really hard with existing team members and current 
and really thinking about the future. Like, who do I need as my core team? And what does that skill look like? And what do those talents look like? And I mean, we started building the team prior to me becoming president. So that was really helpful because it gave me the foundation that I needed to kind of grow the business forward. You know, thank you so much for that backstory. I didn't know that about you, but I think there's some great insight for whoever's listening. And I find this typical in small and medium-sized companies that I really love to serve is that what got you there in the beginning, it may be a small, super subject matter experts. Everybody's got their back. It is a family, whether you're related or not. But then there comes a point when things change. The business is growing. You're realizing success. A few new people, somebody retires. The dynamics change. And taking a pause and being able to look at the team, the business unit, or the entire company, whether you're a C-suite leader or just a team leader, take pause, look at the team, look at the skills, what you have now, and then also what you need in the future. And do you need an external perspective to provide you the insight and coach new behaviors? Try to do it alone. What got you there is not going to get you there in the future. So I'm so grateful of the work that you do and also a little bit of what I do to help people get over that hump and grow both not only the business, but the people with. Yeah, it is. It really, for us, and again, I've learned this from my dad, who's you know, 45, 48 years into the executive search business, has seen tens of thousands of companies and leaders fail and succeed. He surrounds himself with advisors, with people who think differently, who bring other perspectives. He always has a 10-10-10 ratio, which he jokes, the older he gets, the harder it is. You need people 10 years, 20 years, and 30 years your senior to be speaking insights into your life to just help you gain perspective, right? So when that's so surround yourself with people and then do the same as far back as you can, you know, find people that are 10 years, 20 years, 30 years younger to give them perspective of, of how to help them navigate life. And, you know, again, I just, I have a father and mother who put their priorities where people say they do, like they actually live out, you know, faith, family first. And our business, I mean, we've got over 20 employees. We have almost 30 consultants that work with us between our two brands. And, you know, we create a lot of impact, but it is a thing that we love, but it's not our identity. And, and that takes even for me, I mean, you know, for the first two decades of my career, I feel like at least the first one and a half, it was my identity. This is what I'm doing, you know? And now I realize I'm really just a vessel and the energy that I have, the love that I have for this work, the love that I have for people that our content's going to reach is really the greater impact. That's the legacy giving stuff that you just put it out in the world because you know it's going to help someone somewhere at some time. You know, I love, love the use of your word love. So often people say, you know, work is work and love is reserved for family, intimate relationships, etc. But there's something so profound about using the word love, not only love for the work and the people. It just shows that there's really an element of human connection to be in service. Financial rewards of what we do do come with, but it's leading in service first because we sincerely love humanity and we want them to succeed. Now, I want to go a little bit into the Talent Magnet Institute. I want to elevate that a little bit. What does it look like when, is it individuals or companies come to you that say, we need some of your insight, primarily companies? Yeah, so it's primarily leaders of teams. 
So individuals who, I'm going to really answer it both ways. Either someone finds our brand and says, ah, I knew there was something that I could do to invest in myself because I care about the people I lead and I want to lead better. I want to learn how to be a manager sooner. I want to learn how to be a great supervisor. I want to be a a positive supervisor, manager, and boss and get away from all this negative connotation that gets written about. And or it's individuals who have a team and say, you know, I want to do more for my people. I want to take the proactive steps to invest and develop people, you know, and not make it so hard and complicated and complex. You know, sometimes it takes organizations 12 to 18 months to build a framework, right? And to do the research. And what we said at Talent Magnet Institute, our goal is to remove that time, give you money back to your budget so you can go invest in other things in your business and deploy our resources, some of which and a lot of which is actually free. But we have, you know, we have a certification, Talent Magnet certified. We have a process called Becoming a Talent Magnet that's a journey that you get certification markers, you get accreditations as you go through the process. And then we've got you know, community and easily deployed community coaching. We don't really, there's a lot we don't compete with. You know, we want to complement what coaches do. We want to complement what con- what other content creators do, other events and experiences. But our goal is to really walk alongside of leaders that, you know, I use a, a quote all the time that they say enough that people are like, that's what Mike Sipple said. Leadership is a journey and no one should have to walk it alone. And that's what our brand stands on. That's why we exist. You know, we want to help people. I know, and you know, we all know, everybody listening knows we all got here because someone invested in us, someone equipped us, someone coached us. But why do you usually stumble into failure of leading someone or leading a team where you say, Oh, there's got to be another way. It's because there's not a management school. There's not a place that people go to actually learn how to lead and navigate communications and listening skills and problem solving and you know creating collaboration. And what do you do when it doesn't exist? That's really what the Institute's all about. We want to institute new leadership skills, the harder skills, which usually are the softer things to help elevate teams. So we exist to serve teams. Sometimes people want to put their toe in the water first and check it out for themselves. I'm very honored and thankful to say that when people do that, they typically come back and invite their entire team and tell their peers to invite their entire team. So, you know, how do you create the viral effect of implementing more leadership tools and resources into the world? You know, that's what we're focused on. You know, this gives me such confidence to know because. I'm doing similar work side by side with you. I'm actually launching the Drop-In Collective very shortly to bring people from certain demographics that I have served, but I'm open to anybody, operations, manufacturing, quality professionals who are great at their craft, but they sometimes don't have a support system and don't reach their career goals. And so I too have found the similar skills are often missing. They're great at their craft. But there is nothing there. There's nothing. There's not often a support system to not just teach these skills. You can take a class, go online, et cetera. But it's that intimate mentoring along the way 
that helps you hone these skills until you've developed a level of competency. Now, curiosity. Is there one or two skills, themes, or things that leaders today are coming to your institute and saying, we need help with this? And then we're going to get into all your resources. What are they asking for nowadays? Yeah, yeah, it's a really great question. So we produce a lot of research data at the Institute. That's something we've become very effective at. And we always compare the data to what we see in the general population. So some of the skills that you know individuals want to learn how to build effective and productive and empowering cultures. So culture development is at the very top of the thousands and thousands of people who participate in our research. Managing team effectiveness. You know, how do I lead an effective team? What does that look like? How do I, and again, think, you know, our, our goal is to work with teams, some of which maybe, you know, could be a vice president, but many of them are individuals who are trying to grow in their career and haven't reached the pinnacle of their career. So culture development, how do I build effective teams? I hear all about it all the time, right? But it's at the very top of our list that people want to have developed. Like, how do I actually do it? What does this mean? Team effectiveness. Also, manager skill development. How do I actually develop good managers in my team? What does that skill look like? The other one, which we find really interesting, is personal career clarity. People want to gain their own clarity earlier and earlier and earlier in their career. Like, where do I, where can I create the greatest impact? And I'll just give you two others that stand out to us at the very top of our our research. Again, how do I create better employee engagement? What does that mean? How do I do it? How do I tell if we are doing well? How do I tell if we're not? If not, how do I create change? And then the other is delivering feedback. This is another skill that you know a lot of people, nobody's helped them with. So people are asking us, how do I deliver valuable, helpful feedback are just some of the things at the top of the list of the research that we say. There's also a research document that we reference a lot around top human skills wanted in 2022. And this is based on research that our team pulled from job descriptions. So just some you know, key things that our team has seen as a trend inside of kind of a national global job description research study, innovation, troubleshooting, also noted as problem solving in some job descriptions, creating accountability. Another one that we found really interesting is investigation, like curiosity, understanding critical thinking skills are just some of the, you know, again, if you take, if you take note, if you hit back, you know, 30 seconds and re-listen to this little run on skill development, these things are things that your team members are probably thinking about that they would love to know more about. And instead of learning pure through experience and mistakes, go ahead and put some resources behind this and help them get to where they want to be. You know, I want to jump in so many different directions, but if I could respond to the thing you talked about, problem-solving, curiosity, innovation. I had somebody I was speaking to the other day and They said, what do you think are the biggest challenges? And I said, you know, having a clearly defined problem statement, because people can bring all of their subject matter expertise. This is how we fixed it last time. But then you're just shooting in the air and you don't know what the target is. I find part of problem solving is just getting very clear who, what, where, when, and how, and what is the impact? Because sometimes people might assume and think 
we're all on the same page and very often we're not. Better to slow down when it comes to that process before you move on and troubleshoot. But the other thing is, is what's really interesting is that innovation, creativity, yes, they're needed. She also have to have the right environment to cultivate that because sometimes people will just say, stay within the lines, just do what I told you to do because (laughs) I don't know, people can't handle people with all these great ideas. So people also have to realize these are valuable skills for the right culture, for the right company that appreciates it. If you're in an environment that just says, do nothing more than what we ask you to do, and there's something nagging at you, time to seek counsel develop your skills and maybe look at a different culture. So I didn't have it. I didn't have any idea that you had all this research. So I'm definitely going to check that out. And also my listeners should as well. But you have so much content and you have a book that I think you're quite proud of, Leadership Fusion. Tell me a little bit more about why that book came to being and what do you hope it to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So Leadership Fusion is truly a fusion from several authors. So if you've ever read, each chapter is actually a different author, which is really a cool, different concept. I didn't know as a participant how it would turn out. And what I found post-experience is like every chapter is the author's, you know, they brought it. Like we brought the number one thing we think you need to focus on. My chapter's on being intentional. So leading with intention. And, you know, my goal there, I actually had the opportunity to write about a high school teacher. I have found, Deb, over the years that when you talk to leaders and talk about impact, so many times a teacher in our lives are the ones that did something that triggered us to become who we are today. And in my case, it was a teacher who saw potential lying within me that I certainly didn't see in myself at, you know, 11th grade. Right. You know, and it's all about leading with intention. So it walks through kind of examples and questions that were asked, things that she wouldn't let me excuse away because, yeah, I don't want to do that. And it gives a list specifically of questions to start leading with intention. So I'm a big believer in having the right conversations with our people, those that are in our lives, whether that's work or personal. Creating conversation transforms people's ideals about possibilities and where they can go and what they can do. So, you know, my goal with the book itself is to be with inside of a community of people who really care about leadership that like want to put some powerful, hard hitting approaches that might be a little different because of lived experiences. So every author designed this based on actual lived leadership experiences. And we're really vulnerable about those experiences. Yeah, so that's that's that work. And again, my goal around leading with intention is that people go, you know, of course I want to lead with intention and then give them just a couple of things that they can do today to show up differently for their people. So I've committed to another book called People Fusion that'll come out in 2023, which I'm extremely excited about. And the group of authors that are going to come out in that are, you know, again, just I don't know all of them, but it's been great to get to know them through their work and works that they put out in the world. So I really want people to get to know more about you, but you do it through, again, voracious content creation. You have many, many, shall I say, many resources that maybe we haven't even touched on. Is there any other resource that you'd like to draw my listeners to, 
to check out so they can get some actionable tips or things they can apply now? Sure. Yeah. So if you go to talentmagnet.com, talentmagnet.com, you can click the little resources tab. That resources tab is full of free resources. So we've got some productivity training. We actually, it's a kind of an evergreen webinar. We have a really cool self-care assessment that we find that once one leader takes it from a team, all of a sudden we'll see 13 other people or six other people or five other people come after them from the same company and take this self-care assessment. So we've got resources behind it. You get amazing downloadables that really are, are applicable, almost like workbooks that like, here are some things I can like work on. So I don't just get feedback, but these are actually things I can start implementing to lead with intention. So those are just a few of them. We've got, we're always developing free and powerful resources. Deb, I'd like to also offer to all of your listeners, we have a course called Leadership Basics. And even if you lead people, I believe you will learn something from our Leadership Basics. So if you're already leading people, doesn't mean you can't you know, still learn. And I'd like to offer that free to all of your listeners so they can go and register for Leadership Basics as a tool to kind of get them started on a journey, download a resource. I always say like our goal as an organization, our social media, our newsletters, all of our communications will be value packed for those who receive it. So we're constantly trying to put value into your world to make leading today that much easier because you have resources at your fingertips, something that inspired you, something that encouraged you, that our team is focused on getting that into into your hands. I know, Michael, we could go on and on a long time because we are on the same path, providing amazing value, a lot of it free in hopes we create leaders of tomorrow that struggle less and achieve their fullest potential with their teams. Any last closing thoughts or tips or anything that you want to leave with our listeners? Now, I think, you know, Deb, again, I appreciate your invitation to join you and and love the work that you do. We've been following each other for many years with the journeys that we're helping other people go on. You know, again, leadership isn't overly complicated, right? But finding clarity and simplifying takes work, you know, and takes the right resources. So whomever can be a tool and a resource to help you lead well and to show up with intention in your whole life, not just your work life, you know, take advantage of it because there's a lot of great tools out there. There's people who care. There's people who have lots of lived experiences that we all can learn from to do our job more effectively. There are so many people out there to help. And so I am grateful that both you and I and the Talent Magnet Institute are on the same journey to help others leave more purposeful, fulfilling lives. Michael, you've been a great, great guest. And I do wish you continued success and be well. Excellent. Thank you so much, Deb. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.